with beer. Welcome, podcast kitten. It's Kathy Cata. Oh, Lady B, coming at you with another enthralling installment of Cat with Beer. We're back again with the one and only Nicholas Pettis, K1 champion, hey. Kyokushin champion. All round nice guy. How are you, my friend? I'm great. It's so it's so good to be here. Good mate. Like we finished talking last time. You just knocked yeah. out a tree. Yeah. You knocked out a tree. The tree Pretty fell much. over. Tree man. Tree man. <laughs> I was Finish like so enticed by the story. Awesome. Like I just like I stopped talking. I just started listening. I love it. <laughs> you knocked good. out a tree man. Excellent. So you 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 got that tree man. But you also have done a yeah. lot of media appearances. You said like yeah. you got like so much attention. So what what else did you do? What else like has happened then? Well, quite a lot to be honest. Um, What I didn't uh, include in last time's uh, episode was I told you I didn't wrap my hands because I said I was not going to be able to box this guy. Yeah. I broke my hand. Ah, <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Awesome. That knuckle right there broke. Is that right? Oh. You still got the... Yeah. Yeah. Your hands are like freaking... They're huge. Can I, I touch? Can I touch? Yeah. <gasps> Like oh, like even on the inside and on the outside, your hands are yeah. like calloused and like super hard. That's from barbells and stuff. Can we just probably. like hold the hands up just yeah. as a compact? <laughs> <laughs> If you're on YouTube, you will see that my hand is like almost half the size. Kelly has yeah. a delicate, delightful little hand. <laughs> Not used to the rigors of, of Kyokushin. <laughs> Not at all. Kathy Cat has not punched a tree man recently. No, I've not punched no. any trees or tree men either. So you became quite the media sensation in Japan. Yeah. So um, I, I, I guess it really it really started after I beat Musashi. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, there were two TV stations uh, airing K1. So back in those days, just to get you also some clarification on it, uh, Fuji TV was doing the World Series. And uh, Nitere was doing the national series. That's Nippon Telebi for those who don't know. So those two channels were featuring. They were featuring K1. Mm-hmm. So and and they were airing them on golden air times, mm-hmm. like you know from nine to eleven kind of thing. Yeah, prime time stuff. So it was it was a big big thing. Martial arts were a huge deal in Japan yeah. in that generation. Massive. There was there was Pride also, which yes, was huge, which was massive. more MMA fights. Um, yeah. And then there was you know K1, which was the stand up kickboxing fights. Uh, but being the uh, the Nitere champion. They felt that they they wanted to promote me and help me, mm, you know, cool. because I'm their champion. Yeah. So they started to invite me to uh, just random shows, and I think the first show I did was on Nitelewen was a, a one day ramen tour of Japanese convenience stores. Oh, right, okay, awesome. that's not what I expected. I expected awesome. some kind of sport thing. But actually- <laughs> no, it was like we went to ten different convenience stores and tried to eat as many cup ramen as we could in one day. <laughs> Japan loves. This kind of situation, don't they? They love a person who's famous in one context, and they pull a total fish out of water scenario on them. Yeah. And let's see how many ramens this kickboxing champion <laughs> can eat at each convenience store. The answer is seventeen. Uh, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh, but no, it's. I think it's a common. Uh, it's a kind of a common thing in Japanese culture, really, um, because you've seen like. Really, really famous um, uh, boxing champions like Gushiken Yoko, for example, and they just pull him out and they have him do the absolute strangest things on TV, and it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's always hilarious. Yeah, and so obviously, I learned very early on in the in the industry that um, to not to be able to uh, not to be afraid of uh, ridiculing yourself, yeah. not being afraid of having having fun with who you are and and not taking yourself too serious. I think, yeah, and I right. think that's important in life. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to somehow be somehow an entertainer. 
Uh, I thought acting would be something I had a calling to, but I just got stuck in karate and I just never got involved in it. And then now here I am on TV and I'm getting different, you know, opportunities. And it starts with something as simple as ramen. But then I think, oh, well, I could take this to the next level. Yes, you could. I can go movies. Oh. Cool. I can go, I could do like live stage acting. Like I could do anything with this. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and slowly over the next, you know, since from 2001 to up until, yeah, I'd say 2013, 14, I think where, where I've been the most active in the, the industry, if you call it the industry, where I've done everything from what I just said. I hosted a radio show on uh, uh, FM Yokohama once. That's awesome. Yeah. So radio shows, TV appearances, movies. Mm. I heard you've also been on Sasuke, which is like this program mm. where like the strongest people come together and challenge each other on um, like a parkour. It's, uh, parkour. That show Ninja Warrior was adapted from Sasuke, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was yeah. An American Ninja Warrior was adapted from Sasuke. Sasuke is really hard. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I kid you not. I, I mean, I thought, I, I know I'm pretty strong and athletic, especially yeah. back then. And I was just like, yeah, okay. And they even, not sure we should say this, but I'll say it anyway. They, As a celebrity, they let you come in and practice it. Before. Oh, is that right? So, so it's an obstacle course. You have to yeah. run this very Huge difficult obstacle, obstacle course. course. Yeah. I actually got interviewed recently on Sasuke Nerds. How oh, really? So there's, there's like a awesome. bunch of kids from America that are Sasuke nerds, and That's they're like awesome. had an interview with them. Yeah, um, yeah, but you gotta like hold on to like a big thing and roll around, and you gotta yeah. crawl over, jump, and climb, and it's it's really really difficult. I never did well on that show. I, yeah. I was wondering because I've seen Sasuke before, whether they actually have someone test all of these, whether they're possible. Because I remember watching it once, and I'm like, that is just impossible, and it turned out mm. impossible. That like, that one area just seemed like no one ever passed it. Mm. Oh, no, this is hilarious. <laughs> True story. You're on the back set, right? Or not the back set, the, uh, behind the scenes, right? Because we're there like a couple of days before the show was actually on. And they have these uh, university students from Nita, uh, which is whatever it's called in English. Um, and they come in. They're the, the course testers. Oh, right. These kids are crushing it. What? Really? Absolutely crushing it. Really? They make it look easy. And then you look at it and go, ah, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. And they say, no, I can't do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. All like, the obstacles. I saw them done. Oh, really? is that because they only do it in sections? Like, do they do the ex entire course or do they just get sections? Because by the time you get towards the end, you're tired. No, no. I saw these kids go all the way through. What? Yeah. So these are these are university kids. They're like 19 years old or yep. whatever. Yep. And are they... They're sports university kids. Mm. Right. Okay. okay. Cool. But, all right. Okay. So then... A kid like that, if they're going through sports university, then they're going on to become professional athletes, yeah? No. 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 Uh, very rarely. They, they become uh, instructors mm -hmm. or okay. coaches or they right. work in sports clubs and or they open up their own thing. Um, uh, were these kids trained for the Sasuke course or were they just child prodigies? No, they're not trained for the Sasuke course. I don't think anyone is, except there's one guy, that the Mr. Sasuke, they call him. He made his own he course, his didn't own he? Course, yeah. yeah, so he could practice at home. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but Sasuke is ridiculous. It's like hold on to a barrel while the barrel yeah. like drops a bunch of times and don't let go and then hang upside down. With it's crazy. It's crazy. Rope wow. there, feet, there's this yeah. wall one where you have to pull your hands uh, and your feet on that one and you right. got to kind of jump forward. Uh, I was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even stand on it. I was like, so you want to try the wall? I was like, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and then these kids come out and they're like jumping through and I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. It's like, no. Nope. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. It's like Takeshi's castle on super yeah, hard mode yeah, yeah. in a way, like with all the different things you got to do. I almost had to do um, Sasuke. Yeah. And, and there was at the last minute there was a schedule change. <laughs> I was so relieved because I was I knew I'd embarrass myself so much. No, I, I knew like the first fun. thing the first thing is run and jump over a big puddle, and I was yeah. like, I won't even make the puddle. So <laughs> I was very happy I didn't have to do it. That one was easy though. The first one was easy. It was the barrel that I had to hold on. Actually, not so much the barrel. I think the the hardest one where most people feel is the trampoline where you have to jump from a trampoline and then catch onto this uh, this big fishnet kind of looking yes. thing. Yes. Because people can get, so, most of them can get close enough to catch it, but then that momentum is just yeah. nuts. You, there's no way you can hold onto it unless you're actually really grabbing onto that thing. Right, I see. And most people don't know how to jump a trampoline properly. Yeah, I yeah. see. The same people that that actually, um, the same people that did that show, they did this other show, and I forget the name of it, um, where, so Shane Kosugi and I, we were we were hired to be the bad guys. Oh, wicked! So you had this massive obstacle course, same thing, over water, built already, yeah. and then the, the the contestants were just normal people. They had like a hundred of them, and they would come in in waves. Two, three, four, five, or whatever. Oh, and our job was to like get him, get him, like catch him, right? Oh, really? Had to chase oh, him and catch him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Stop my them Lord. from continuing. Yeah. Right. So, so they're like, and they were quick. I was like, whoa, they're all over the place. And, and me and Shane were just running around. And, and eventually, we were like, okay, look, we, we they're, they're too fast. What <clears> we do is like, well, if you see one, just jump him into the water. So we started doing these diving bombs where we were oh, catching wow. him on their legs and stuff, and then just pulling him in the water. Oh, wow. The producers loved it. It was great for slow motion. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> You've also appeared in movies and stage dramas like Gendai Kyogen V? What oh, my that? God, yeah. V is five. <laughs> no, oh, five. Gendai Kyogen five. Well, so. Five, yeah. Uh, episode five. So they do it once a year. Uh, Gendai Kyogen is Nomura um, uh, Manzo-sensei. That him and his, his buddy, Uchan um, Nanchan, uh, Uchan. Who are these people? <laughs> They're famous Japanese people. One of them is a uh, classical trained uh, Kyogen master. Okay. What's Kyogen? What's Kyogen is like the ancient uh, um, comedy art form of Japan. Okay. Okay. Where they you don't have any props. Okay. You only have a stage, and you're only allowed to move in certain ways. You're wearing the long stuff, oh, wow. and you're talking, but and it's very animated. But you're very also like you can't. It's got more than three hundred years of history okay. of, of, but it's comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was a martial arts. Then Genda Kyogen V. <laughs> it does sound that way, doesn't it? It certainly sounds yeah. that way. All right. So what did you do in that? So what they did was they took a spin off it and did it to Gendai, which means like now, like modern. Mm-hmm. Right. So they do modern. And then that's when they're pulling people in like me who are not classically trained since they're babies to get into this yeah. Kyogen. And that was Manzo Sensei was he was happy to do it because he thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's he's been doing it since he was a, a kid, yeah. a purebred into it. And so he's just doing fun stuff. And so we would go to his house where he's got his own stage in his house and we would practice. And um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a big show. Yeah, there was a lot of actors and actresses on that show and it was, it was just like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I'll <laughs> really? be honest. The people were fantastic. I learned so much. I also learned that, well, not also, but I learned that uh, live stage acting is so different from when you have a camera with rehearsals and lighting and Big like, time. ah, let's retake that one or, you know, we didn't get it, or whatever it is. But when you're live, it's live. Sure are. Um, mm. and I, it happened. It yeah. happened in front of an audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, 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 and it's all in Japanese. And so I speak, you know, fluent Japanese. I can also read a little bit, not as much as I would like to. But um, the way the process it takes for me to actually learn Japanese lines is that I have, I'll see it in Japanese written, and I'm like, okay, translate that into to, to alphabets. Oh, 
Yeah. Mm. And because yeah. I know how to pronounce it if it's if it's written as written an alphabet. Romaji, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Romaji. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, and that's when it starts, right? So so I go through that process, and then I write it all down and I practice it and I practice it and I, and I practice it like nothing else. And it's very hard. And then every week I go to set and go on to practice training and they keep changing things. Oh, yes, they do. No. Yes. And then you have to do that. I'm all well again. familiar with this experience. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, look, I can't I I can't we did thirteen um Stage, stage shows mm. all over Japan. We were in Fukuoka. Oh, good. All over, yeah. You went on tour, great. Yeah, we went on tour. Um, and they paid really well. Like, I'm not complaining. They paid really well. It was really nice of them. I, w- I was very honored to work with these fantastic people. Uh, and every year they called me and asked me to come back, I just turned them down and said, I can't do it. Wow. I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. Is there any <sighs> other kind of TV appearances that you can share like, that were like, interesting or funny or memorable? Well, so you asked about sports-related programs, right? So there's um, there's one called the the number one, one the number one muscle ranking. Okay. And so these this is a show that used to be on. It was like a massive show. It was like a ten hour air on air show or something, on uh, in the beginning of the New Year's holidays every year on Shogatsu in Japan. There's mm-hmm. a couple of days where everything shut down. Yeah. They were just airing this show, um, and I've I've been on that a couple of times. Um, this show was crazy because that's sports. That's sports athletes actually competing against each other in all these crazy inventions. Oh, wow. For example, I just mentioned Ken Kosugi. Ken Kosugi was a fantastic athlete. He, was, he grew up in martial arts. His dad was Shokosugi, the American ninja. He was just an American ninja uh, movie actor. Uh, so his kids grew up with, with martial arts uh, wow. since they were babies. Super athletic and super like, you know, everything. Anyway, I was up against him on a show where we had to cut. Uh, we had to saw, hacksaw our way uh, through a, a, you know, a big wooden log. And then oh, wow. we had to uh, we carry these baskets of wa- water or whatever it was, milk and stuff, and then pull a truck and stuff like that. And these were the oh. things we were competing in. It was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also one where we had to take a 10-kilo barrel and, like, throw it as high as possible oh, yeah. and see uh, who we could hi- hi- throw it higher. Oh. And the only reason I got in on this show, and this is a kind of funny kind of story, the only reason I got in on that show, not because I was famous or anything, because I was kind of famous. But I think it was before Musashi. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on set practicing with one of my senpai, Francisco, because he'd been invited on the show because he had just knocked out Andy Hook. So he was uh, like super famous. Of course. <laughs> of course. So, and then I'm on the set with him and we're practicing the day before, a couple of days before, whatever. Right? And then we were doing that f- flipping barrel thing, right? And he couldn't do it. And he's bigger and stronger than I am. And I was like, yeah. can I try? And the, guy, and the producer goes, yeah, yeah, go give it a shot. So I flip it over and say, hmm, raise it up. So I flip it over that. Hmm, raise it up. So he kept raising it up. I think it's somewhere around six meter thirty or forty centimeters, where it's like, okay, now now that's competitive level oh, wow. of that anyone who's ever done it on, in, on that show. Oh wow! So he's like, uh, what else can you do? <laughs> ah, awesome. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I could do it all. <laughs> ah, yeah. Awesome. It was really cool. I, I I ended up placing I think seventh and fourth and stuff like that. So I was on it for a couple of years. That's great, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I met Sammy Sosa on that show. When Sammy Sosa was like him and I think it was McGuire, they were like, who's going to get the most home runs in, in, the, in the American League that right, year? Right, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Famous baseball player. Thank you. <laughs> and, so, and so now you've made the switch. Now you've got your own YouTube channel. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about what you're doing on YouTube. Oh, before that. So ah, before, before that. One, one thing. I already had, you had your own gym for a time. Yeah. So. What have you not done? Well, so 10 years ago, uh, my hip, my first hip was replaced. And I was like, okay, I need a source of income basically yeah, yeah. you know so uh and then i i was invited by uh by reebok to to check out something called crossfit 
Ah, uh, right. And so that was like way back in 2009, 2010, right? Yeah. Right at the beginning when CrossFit was just starting to come out. Um, and I was like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. And so they sponsored me and uh, I got a contract with them and then I ended up opening up the gym. And it's been right. 10 years in the, in the running now. Wow. Right, okay, so you're, wow. hang on, your hips are both replaced now. Now they're both replaced. You've yeah. got a stick in your leg. Yep. But now you're training again. So do you yeah. do CrossFit? Do you teach CrossFit or what's the deal? Uh, I teach CrossFit and also work out. Okay. Um, I'm a, bit, a little bit more cautious of what I do. Uh, that being said, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see, oh, you're always lifting heavy weights. No, For me, that. they're not heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this year also, I stopped doing cardio on purpose because I wanted to like just focus on the strength because <laughs> during COVID, there was not a lot of lifting and yeah. stuff. Mm. And I kind of missed it. And, and this is pure ego. Like I used to bench press 120 kilos and I thought oh, that was cool. cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a cool thing to have. Yeah. Right. But then I was like down at 105 and I was like, this is, this is BS. You know, I, I got to get back up and just focus three, four months and you can build strength if you just mm. focus on that. So I've been doing that this year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm back to 120. So it's okay. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> How much oh is squatting? Uh, so because of the hips, mm. it's stupid to squat heavy. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah, last week I squatted 120. All right. Deadlift. I stopped doing heavy deadlifts okay. because the Sorry, ratio, Sorry. these are the big three lifts we talk about okay. when, okay. when when people are like boosting. When people are comparing their, how much <laughs> weight they can lift, these are the ones we talk about. Right? Yeah, this is like yeah. the har, har, how much do you bench bro kind of situation. The, the risk of, of, of injury with high heavy deadlifts ratio to like for, for what you get in return for it, I don't think it's worth it. I mean, I deadlifted 250 when I was young, 250 kilos. That's a lot. 250 kilos? Yeah. That's a heavy old deadlift. Yeah, right? that's a lot. What's a deadlift? It's when you stand with the barbell from the floor and you just stand oh. up with it. So you just lift it from the floor up mm. to, to, to your body is straight, basically. Mm. So but, it's dead yeah. weight. It's yeah. dead lift. Dead low. Okay. Yeah. So instead of having a bench, you just pick it up from the floor yeah. and then you yeah. put it back down. It's, it's yeah. very dangerous. You can just blow it back. Yeah. Yeah, people go they, they go stupid on it because because it's like the one that you can go heavy on. Mm. People get too excited and then they start rounding their back. And you can't control the form. And really, like, why are you doing it? If you're not actually in a competitive sport where it's where you're dependent on that deadlift being stronger, why do you why need to you lift so heavy? A friend of mine uh, blew out, I think, a disc in his back or something, <laughs> deadlifting. So easy to do that. Yeah. He yeah. said it was uh, awful. <laughs> he said that, um, so the worst thing would be, because it takes, you know, ages to heal, yeah. like a year to heal. He said the worst thing would be, it would, it would hurt with agony when he sneezed. Yeah. The oh. problem would be... As you sneeze, you can feel the sneeze coming on. And you're going, oh, no, 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 no. So you would anticipate this pain. Oh. You can yeah, kind of get so away tough. with it if you if you stuff your nose. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, is, yeah. Good point. Trust me, I've been there with broken ribs and oh, stuff. Oh, really? Fair. So, yeah. Yeah. so tough, tougher, the toughest. There's nothing you haven't done. And now you're also doing... Not food, not not to, not sport, but food. Yeah, tell us how this. How, so what did you food, come to? Junk food. food Japan is your YouTube channel called yes. Junk Food Japan. It, it was the what ramen at the of convenience stores that kicks this off. I, tell us I mean, I'm not even kidding you. I mean, it is because it is so far fetched from what I normally do. Yeah. And if I go full in on on a on a martial arts channel, of course I'm gonna get you know followers. Of course I'm gonna get comments and this and that. But it's like, do I enjoy that? Is that what? I, is that the challenge of me? Do you not enjoy that? I. I do. I started teaching again last year, but I haven't taught for 10 years. And I was like, hmm, but I could, I could do food. I like food. Okay. Mm. My first original idea was to do a burger channel. 
Like, oh, cool. Just burgers. Awesome. Um, I was really inspired by this guy, George Muntz, who's an American burger historian, basically. And he's got his own channel on, I think it's Netflix or maybe it's just YouTube. But anyway, he's great. He's really enthusiastic about it. And it's like, he really learned a lot about burgers from that guy. And I was like, this is cool because I know there are so many good burger restaurants in Japan. Really? And I feel like it's, uh, that's just me maybe, but I feel like it's a bit underrated market. Yeah. Right. You know, because I've had great burgers where I just thought, wow. Why is this not more popular? I mean, the, 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 the places are popular, but no one really knows about them. Mm. Anyway, so um, so I, a friend of mine, one of our members, is uh, went to high school with uh, Ryotaro. Ah, Ryotaro's Japan. Ryotaro's Japan. He's really good friends with Broad. Oh, cool. Chris, Chris Broad. Broad. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to meet him, right? Actually, it was at a time in my life where I was like, okay, I need, I need a challenge in my life. I need to do something around COVID or just after COVID, some, somewhere around there. And uh, I get introduced to Ryotaro, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me, let me come up and visit you. Let me, and I was playing around on my channel called The Tokyo Show for myself, trying to learn how to edit and like, how to film and how to make it interesting. Anyway, so I took my bicycle, rode down to Tokyo Station, got the train up. He's up in Sendai. Get on his train. He's got a restaurant up there in, uh, in, uh, in Akiyu Onsen area, which is really nice. And I was like, yeah, let me, let me make a trip out of it, so I'll cycle out there. Little did I know that it's basically a mountain climb the whole way up. Oh, to <laughs> oh make a trip out of it. So I'm like two and a half hours in, I finally get to his restaurant. He's there with another friend. Anyway, we sit down, have lunch, uh, click straight away. You know, it's like, yeah, I've got a camera. Do you mind if I film you a little bit? No, I said, cool, cool. So we on camera together, joking around. Little did I know my microphone was broken. I couldn't use any of the footage. Uh, but he shows me a presentation where he's like, yeah, we're trying to put together a team that, you know, that helps YouTubers and stuff. And I was like, well, I actually came up to ask for an apprenticeship because huh. okay. <laughs> I wanted to learn. Mm. See, it goes back to my martial arts. Like you start something new. What do you do? You should go to school. Let's go. Right. So I wanted to go to kind of to school for it. I said, yeah, can I tag along on you? Or could you introduce me to Chris, uh, Chris Broad? And could I maybe become like some kind of apprentice in this stuff? Right. Mm. And um, he was like, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's figure something out. Sure. And we ended up on, on the theme of calling it Junk Food Japan. Um, okay, cool. And the first show we did was Wagyu Burgers. That's not really yeah. junky. <laughs> well, it's got the burger <laughs> factor. Yeah. Right. The second one was Wagyu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, uh, are you a burger connoisseur? I know what a good burger is supposed to taste like. Okay. And I know, I think I learned like, the basics of a, of a good burger. It's pretty simple, straightforward. And I'll tell you the secret to it. The buns is everything. Okay. Tell us more. If you got bad buns... You're not going to get a good burger. It's really? that simple. All right. I find, especially right. in Japan, it's hard for like a private person to find good buns. To find good buns here, really? it like is. In, if you can't, you go to the supermarket. They don't even sell buns. So you buy bad yes. buns. But where can bad. you buy a better bun? That's a good question. Uh, Nishin got some good buns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're oh, okay. okay. They're okay. And the, and the thing about the bun is, which I think is really important to understand, is it has to be soft. Okay. It has to be soft enough that you can fry it up so you can crisp it on the inside. And then when you put that mayo on it and the juice from the meat, that it's able to suck that up. And when you bite right. into that burger, you should be able to squash that down and comfortably bite around your burger. All right. So you're not into one of these, do an angle and half a, half a, a, a corner of a burger at a time. They're not enjoyable. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And I never go for a double burger. I I, I mean, I just really? had a double burger at the In-N-Out with Chris Broad on the show, actually. Yeah. But that's random because it's like, yeah, you should get for the double-double. That's the In-N-Out burger thing to do, right? Sure. Me, I'm like, no, do a simple burger and don't start putting your own ketchup and mayo on it. A burger is supposed to be eaten the way it's made by the chef. Try it. At least give it a bite first and then figure out if you like it or not. This is this mm. is a martial arts mentality. <laughs> so you don't mess with what the, the, what the, what the Shihan tells exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I have, like... 
I've done shows, and like, for example, I'll tell you something. Some of the fantastic places that I can recommend. If you're in Shibuya, there's a place called the Great Burger Stand. The Great Burger what? Great Burger Stand? Stand. Stand. Okay. Yeah, right. the Great Burger Stand. Yeah, and I think I know this place, yeah. Super simple. Just yeah. go in there, say, hi, guys. Just give me a cheeseburger with some extra jalapenos. Done. Okay. Done. They're like, there's some really yeah. fancy, like, little ones, especially in Shibuya. Like, Shibuya seems to have so many fancy little places. I remember going to a place called yeah. Whoopi Gold Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg! And all the burgers had some kind of movie film names uh, kind of thing. It's a random place. I'm not sure if that place still exists. But Whoopi Goldberg! I feel like Junk Food Japan needs to investigate this. <laughs> not sure if it still exists, but no. I just remember the names and the titles were really funny. It was like on a That's back cute. alley feel, in Shibuya. I feel your accent has changed since yeah. you started talking about burgers. Oh, really? Suddenly you're doing, I don't know what accent this is. You're doing this kind of gangster kind of You're the burger, gotta soak up the meat. The burger. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, well, I, I didn't notice that. But I'll tell you what, though. Recently, for research purposes, I went to the Oak Door. Okay. Oak Door in Midtown. Uh, it's called Midtown, right? What's Oak Door? Rapongi. Yeah. Uh, well, it's in Rapongi Hills. Mm-hmm. Inside. It's a really high-end, like, you know, uh, 10, 15,000 yen per steak kind of place. Ooh. It's a real it's a real steak it's place. It's a real like, thing. Real yeah. fun You go steak. there and you get a steak, you, you're in good hands. But they got a, they got a lunch burger set. For okay. four thousand yen, okay, and it's it's fantastic value for your money. You Forty get, bucks. Yeah, you get your um, you get your your soup. Okay, you get your salad, okay. which is called great, and you get the actual burger with the fries, and then you also get a dessert. So for forty dollars, for forty in a really really fancy restaurant, in a neek, I'm not a neek, I said neek, I started to speak Japanese there, <laughs> in a meat restaurant, right? Yeah, which is famous for their great steaks. So you would expect this burger to be fantastic, phenomenal, right? And it's one of those burgers where they've got the bun ratio wrong. Oh. Uh, so I'm like thinking, I was really excited to come here because my friend was like hyping me up. I was like, yeah, we're going to go get a great burger. Over. We'll take you to Outdoor. You know, we'll talk about this. And I was just like, oh, dear. I can make a better burger than this. Oh, my Lord. I'm surprised <laughs> you yeah. didn't axe kick that burger. Exactly. You're going to become the Gordon Ramsay of burgers now. Yeah. Well, not just burgers, but yeah. And see, the thing is, I also had been, I'd been spending my whole life in gyms. Hmm. I spent my my first 10 years in gyms doing karate. Then I did another 10 years of kickboxing. Then I did another 10 years of CrossFit. So now we're talking gym rap for for my whole life, right? Hmm. So something like uh, junk food is like, okay, well, what is there actually out there? Because I don't go out. If I'm not going out and eating or challenging myself to do something, I'll just go home and cook my own food. Okay, fair enough. It's super simple stuff. It's For me, it's just fuel. I need protein and, and carbs, and that's it. Mm. You know. That's one of the things I was curious about. Because of, of the hot training, you probably had to also like limit yourself on certain types of foods that you're allowed to have and such. So has your relationship with food maybe changed due to your training as well? Absolutely. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Big time. Absolutely. Because you don't think of it as entertainment anymore. You think of it in terms of fueling your activities. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. You feel different about it. Because yeah. so, in my head, burgers and workout does not go together. Like, it's like, no, you're not allowed to have a burger. You shall shun the burger. It, it, it can do because there's particular uh, macronutrients in there, which can be useful, particularly after you've lifted heavy you, weights and things like yeah, that. If you're know? actually getting a good burger, you're not far off. I would say just eat one of the buns. Normally, I don't like yeah. to eat both buns anyway, unless it's a great burger. And that's why, I, I, like, the Great Burger Center, that's a go-to place for me for a burger. There are a couple other places I could recommend, but it, it's, we don't have time for them. <laughs> we should check out your YouTube channel for that. Yes, yeah, sure. For sure. What's the name of that YouTube channel? Junk Food Japan. There we are, right there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's one thing I want to want to say here right now, what, what has really amazed me in these two videos that we've, or any podcasts we've, we've done with you now, yeah. is that you are not 
ashamed to start from zero. Like that humbleness of saying, mm. okay, you 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 were great when you st- first started training. You came to Japan. You started from zero. Yeah. And then again, you went to kickboxing. You started again from zero. And then with YouTubing, in a way. You started from zero. You, you as a K1 champion, <laughs> went to the author and said, "I would, mm. I would be an, an apprentice." Mm-hmm. Like there is no like, oh no, like look at me, I'm, I'm this person. You're not shy to start from zero. I find that super inspiring. Thank you. Like I think that's something that we can all like learn a little. I bit would about agree with well. that. Yeah. If you, even yeah. if you think you're somewhere, mm. don't be afraid to start from zero. Mm. No, not not at all, mm. not at all. I think it's, I think it's, um, uh. We'll need a whole another hour or two for this, but uh, like I said, when I got from being Nicholas Pettis to Nicholas Pettis, mm. it was. And when I said with all of the above that comes with that, is that you get drunk on yourself, you lose respect for others, you become this so self-centered person, you you literally stop to realize what's really going around you. You don't understand what the most important things of life really are all about, and so you know. I open up a CrossFit gym uh, called CrossFit Nishazabu. If you're looking for a gym, um, this is the hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there I am standing on the floor teaching. Uh, to be honest, at the time it was foreign to me. Of course, I had spent like I think we spent about a year and a half because I started over there again. I went down to Okinawa and I did my beginner's course in the only gym in Japan from the first guy who taught CrossFit in Japan. So I'm, I'm down there learning and spending time and understanding what the community is about, understanding how the lifting is all about. I've done a lot of lifting, but never what we do in CrossFit is Olympic lifting. Mm. And so I hadn't been doing a lot of that. So I need to learn these things. And so I started over again. Mm. Um, and I'm happy to do that. But what really came to me as a surprise was the first time that, you know, someone who didn't know who I was just joined and says, hey, can you give me a bottle of water? Ah, uh, right. Uh- Yeah, cool. And I was like, oh, bag the ego. And he says, hi, here you are. Uh, good man, bag the ego, good man. And that just like the first, I think it was like like within the first month of opening them up, when we started, people started slowly, like really, really slowly started coming. But they didn't come because they knew me. Mm-hmm. They didn't come because they, they randomly walked across, I mean, uh, passed on the street and saw there was a new gym. And they'd come in and check it check out. It and out. people would... I was very charming in selling. I was very good at sales. So, yeah. So I would sell them a membership, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And then they join and then they're just coming in sweating. They're, you know, whatever they are. It's the funniest thing because over the last 10 years, because I have a whole wall of trophies, like, in the gym. Now we've moved them, but they used to be on top of the shelf, right mm-hmm. in front of the, the front desk. And uh, I've had members come in and say, dude. And they've been members for six months, right? And they go, dude. I googled you last night. Ah, <laughs> that's hilarious. That is As hilarious. Like, Dude, I watched you fight this giant. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that was me. That's hilarious. <laughs> But they never knew because they only come for the fitness. They don't yeah. even see the trophies, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah. Look at this. This man offers value beyond his reputation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but value. One more time, the name of your gym? CrossFit Nishazabu. That's and That's... In Nishi Azabu in Tokyo is the name <laughs> exactly. I suggest. Yeah. And your YouTube channel? Junk Food Japan and The Tokyo Show. Excellent. Do you have Good any other, are, are these your current projects? Are you going to like start something else tomorrow? Yeah, what's up with like, the future for Nicholas Pettis? In a couple of days? Or? 
So I'm working on part two of my book called The good. Blue-Eyed Samurai. Good, 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 Which good. I did an audio version of on the YouTube channel. Great. The Tokyo Ooh. Show. Oh. The first 10 chapters are free if you want to <gasps> watch right. me sit there you know and what? read it. I'm going to listen to that on, my, on uh, my way home today. Yeah. And so part two is I'm, uh, I'm about 110, I think, 110 pages in. Cool. Um, so that's like about one third of that book done. Right. Um, and then um, I'm going to start uh, start traveling a little bit more and doing uh, and teaching martial arts again. Cool, yeah. good man, really. Yeah, that's fantastic. I should come down to your gym and do some training. Absolutely, I would love to. Yeah, we also do Spartan races and stuff. Spartan races? Yeah, actually, I mean, no kidding. We're going to do one in April. No. May. The next one in May, if you're May. interested. I'm not. You enjoy that by yourself, my friend. I'm staying <laughs> I'm, well I'm away just looking at the camera race. going, what? What? Someone help me. What a Spartan race what a Spartan race It's the world's uh, hardest obstacle course race. Oh, dear. <gasps> Kathy Cat, you should do it. What, you what? can totally do it. You should do it in this head thing. In doing. this head thing, yeah. Yeah. world's yeah. hardest obstacle course. Go on. If I'm allowed to like go there with a little shopping bag and maybe a Pikachu jacket yeah, or something. Awesome. Oh, that's that's a good that's idea. Cool. There's one guy that kid dresses up as Pikachu every time. Does he really? Whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Spot race sounds you, so actually, hard. We did, uh, my wife and I, uh, we did one with Chris Broad oh, on cool, his really? channel recently, oh, last year. And uh, it's up on his, on his channel if you want to check it out. Then you could see what all the obstacles are. Uh, and, and and why it's a bit hard. That one was on a ski slope, and I don't recommend that Ooh. one. <laughs> oh, gosh. I said ski. We're Ugh. going up a, a diamond ski slope. That's where it starts. Oh. You literally start walking up three, four kilometers up the mountain. It took oh. me three hours to get up to the top. Oh, and then there are 22 obstacles you have to do. Oh. Can't even walk stairs. <laughs> oh. well, I think I'll just be they're, watching it on YouTube. They're not joking when they're telling you it's the hardest obstacle course in the world. That sounds very challenging. Hey, yeah. anyone who wants to come to Japan and get involved with Nick Spartan Race, please. <laughs> Is that, should we wrap this bad boy up? All right. This has been well, amazing. Sure. Nicholas yeah. Pettis, thank you for so thank much for coming so in, much. man. So much. I only have actually one other request I was hoping oh. I could oh. throw in there. Just the last one. Before you wrap it up. Um... I want you guys to come on Junk Food Japan. Oh, oh yes, sure. Here we go. Oh, my gosh, yes, we, we go. Of course, yes. All right, Open invitation. Let's, let's figure that out. Let's, let's figure it, it out. Let's we'll do it. it. All, right. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Everyone stay tuned to Junk Food Japan for Cat with Beard appearance. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Let's Thank you. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. We'll bring our best out. outfits. Hell, yeah. That should oh, be fun. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I love it. Nicholas Pettis, thank you so much for thank coming much. in. At Nicholas Pettis, Junk Food Japan, the Tokyo guys. The Choker Show. Choker Show. Show. Yeah, sorry. Kathy Cat, internet. Kathy Cat, Underbar TV, and Lady Beard. Lady Beard, uh, sorry, at Lady Beard underscore Japan, and my group at Baby Beard underscore Japan. Nicholas Pettis, thank you so much for coming in, my friend. Thank you very thank much. You so much. And we shall see you next time, you ladies and gentlemen, and other friends on Cat, Cat with Beard. Beard. Bye bye. Us! Us! Us.